So guess what? What? I don't know. Dave King Season 2. Welcome back, everybody, to Pair of Kings, where we are bringing you business as usual, tomfoolery as planned. My name is John Hogaboom, and I am joined by not one, but two other people in the podcast studio today. First off, we have my lovely co-host. Saul Thompson. Hey, everybody. Hey, Saul. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for joining us on this Thursday. Yeah, absolutely. Saul, who do we have the pleasure of speaking to today? We have um, somebody I'm really excited to talk to. So I found his page while I was just kind of like looking through like Instagram Explorer. You know how sometimes you get those, um, I don't know what the right word would be, but like vignettes of like cool clothes. You know, it'll be like, I don't know, constant practice or something. We'll have something and then, sure. you know, you go down, whatever. Um, and you see that. And I saw um, one of his shirts and I was like, holy shit, like this is really cool. Like, did he make it himself? And so I looked into it more and I've been following him for a little bit, um, just kind of like popping back in from the Explore page, uh, but thought he was really cool. Um, we invited him, invited him, excuse me, on the pod. Um, so he started his own brand. Um, he basically reworks, um, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but reworks um, kind of workwear pieces as of right now. It started off um, as jewelry and some bags, but it's kind of expanded to clothing um, now. Uh, we really, really like his look and we love his aesthetic. Um, Absolutely. We are joined this week by Anthony, aka Lasher Felix. Welcome. Hey, hey y'all. Thanks for having me. That's first. Um, oh, you go ahead. You go ahead. For sure. That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's, you're, you're right. You're totally right. Okay. Um, definitely started with bags and now i'm kind of just focusing on workwear mm -hmm. um and just creating things that are uh hmm. all right maybe this is one of those moments where i'm like stumbling on my words <laughs> it's all good <laughs> all good man you know <laughs> It almost seems like you're taking workwear in more of like a high fashion direction where you're kind of adding like cool accents to it. So it's not, you know, you have those classic kind of like boxier or like workwear cuts, but you have accents on them that kind of make them a little bit more like fun and playful and obviously like more unique. Sure. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. Now I remember what I wanted to say. It's awesome that the Instagram Explore page is working out in my favor. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that because honestly, I started posting my pieces um and just to kind of have like a archive for myself instagram mm -hmm. just kind of seemed like the proper place for that mm -hmm. yeah that's that's worked out well but first and foremost how are you doing uh how have the last five aka a million months been since everything started with coronavirus and all that stuff <laughs> oh man yeah, um, that's a solid estimate on the time that has passed. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, honestly, I've been doing really great, given the circumstances. Nice. That's great. Um, my girlfriend and I live together, and we are both creative. Um, mm -hmm. And luckily, in this time, we've kind of quarantined ourselves for the past few years, just <laughs> focusing on our own uh, endeavors. Mm -hmm. But so now being legitimately quarantined we kind of just have 
taken more of an opportunity to invest in ourselves and hobbies and uh, things we create. So Man. it's it's been it's been really solid. I'm glad to hear it. You're doing what you you you, uh, you usually do just with masks, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the same lifestyle, just with like extra accessories. Perfect. <laughs> which, is, Perfect. which is fine with us. Yeah, switching up the fits. Uh, Although I will say, I stayed away from making masks right when this all started happening. Mm-hmm. Okay. I saw people kind of like really jumping on it, and I I wasn't sure how I felt about it. I I didn't like the idea of like people profiting off of these things that were uh, extremely necessary and mm-hmm. in short supply. Yeah, Is it a, it's a it's a modern day war profiteering. Yeah, um, and I think that was a, a little more magnified in the beginning of all of this, where now. Yeah. Um, I definitely understand and see the necessity and function, and I just think it's cool, you know. Like, oh, absolutely, yeah. And now that they're readily available, you know, yeah, it's, it's different all good. compared Let's to when at the beginning it was. Let's get them all to medical workers and those who desperately need them. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But you know, I'm glad to hear you're doing well. Uh, quarantine has been a wild time for all of us. Uh, Saul and I would probably going legitimately insane if it weren't for the podcast to hold us down each week (laughs) because none of us do anything else besides this basically um well i sit in my room i sit in a dark room for uh for three days while i wait for the next pod and then yeah i turn on the lights i pod and then i turn it off again i I, it's like a sleep mode type of deal Mm -hmm. efficient (laughs) exactly very efficient uh like two meals a week if you don't move It's, it's easy easy peasy um, but yeah, to start, want, oh, you, you go ahead. Too many more problems for yourself. Oh, exactly. Absolutely not. Yeah, got enough going on right now. Right. Um, to to blast right into things, we are at the end of the day a fashion podcast. You know, a visual or an audio medium about a visual thing. So so naturally, we'd love to get a fit check to start the pot off. Yes, definitely. Um, I just like got up and. I have an unfortunate addiction to nicotine. Mm. So this morning I had to get up and go solve that problem. So I got all dressed um, or else I would probably just be in some underwear and t-shirt. <laughs> we have had that on the pod before. Yeah, yeah. we have had a uh, pantsless edition of the pod. I love it. People keeping it real, you know. It is thirty in the morning over here. Yep. It absolutely is. <laughs> um I'm wearing a black t-shirt and black pants, if we're going to be basic about it. But uh, since it is a fashion podcast, um, the t-shirt I'm wearing is a black knit shirt with some little pockets on the sleeve, which is um, done by Final Home. Okay. They're like a, they were a Japanese brand from the 90s. Um, And then my pants... I don't know how to pronounce the name. I think it's Block Lauder. I'm not, they're like Swedish, I believe. Oh, neat. They're like okay. a workwear pant. They have a million pockets on them. They're called the Block Lauder 1600 pant. Cool. Fire. I've heard of the brand before. Yeah, neither have I. Yeah, I honestly, at the I was at the Goodwill Bins a few years ago, and I came across mm. a used pair, and I was like, these are the coolest like bondage rave pants I've ever found here. And they ended up just being like this workwear brand. 
Oh, damn. Yeah, these are really cool. I just looked up. They uh, they have them on, like, a high-vis site. They're yes. really cool. Like, they look like something that could be coming from, like, the, the Raph Simmons 205 West 35th Street. 100%. Yeah, they, they have, like, they have a cool silhouette, and that's really more yeah. what I'm about than anything. Also, like, the functionality is insane. Mm. You might get a little too many pocket syndrome with these, but that's all right. <laughs> Who knows what like he's a, hiding in there? Marvel Comics character from the eighties. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Saul, what do we got going on on your end? Uh, so I woke up, made breakfast, went straight to the grocery store. So this is the the grocery store edition fit. Uh, I've got a pair of Hell gray yeah. uh, Patagonia baggies, five inch inseam. Uh, obviously, no shoes. I don't think I've worn shoes the past like five, six podcasts. Um, and then on top, I have a, it's a white t-shirt. And on the front, um, it says in Japanese, the name of a house music band. Um, mm-hmm. I can't pronounce it, nor can I read Japanese, but I know their music <laughs> and it's very good. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I found this shirt when I was in South Africa at a record store and I was like, wow, what is cool. this? He was like, oh, they make house music. Uh, here's one of their records. And I listened to them and I was like, wow, these guys are awesome. So nice. now a fan. Yeah. Oh, you're going to have to share the music with us later. Absolutely. Yeah, please do. Yeah. I'd love to hear that. Cool. Um, yeah, very nice. I, I didn't know you had that shirt. That's pretty cool. I think the only problem is they make a lot of their music only on vinyl or cassette. And so I think the they, have like, they have like one song <laughs> on YouTube. Oh, um, wow. Huh, I, wow. And I, because I can't use the Japanese keyboard, I can't look it up. Um, ah, but I will yeah, send yeah. you a picture of the name, and if you can figure out how to type it, go crazy, because I'm sure you could probably find their music. Yeah, awesome. That's, I that's think cool. they're Japanese. Like, they like could be Thai. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think they're Japanese. Gotcha. Thai people shred, too, man. Thai? Absolutely. Oh, my God. I've gotten into Thai surf pop. Um, Yo, you've been sending me some. It's so good. It's really good. You should you should check out Sin Sisamuth. Okay. I've never he's heard of like, him. He's basically like the fucking Elvis of, of like, psychedelic guitar over there. He might really? be Cambodian. Whoa. He might be Cambodian. Okay. Um, but... I need to hop on that. Yeah. He's, he's the shit, man. He, he shreds. He makes some beautiful guitar music. It's like right 60s. Way. Oh, sick. That's really cool. Yeah, I definitely need to check that out. Yeah, I'll send, I'll send him over. Please. Appreciate it. Yeah. John, can we get a uh, fit check on your end? Absolutely. Okay, to round things out from my end, uh, on foot, what else but the uh, the pod and stacks, the classic Burks that I've worn probably 95% of the episodes now. If I, y'all if I had really, to put a number on it. Yeah, y'all you know. really fuck with the Burks. I yeah. love Burks, man. Um, That's awesome. You know, they, they keep my feet happy. I think they <laughs> look good. Um I'm looking to get another pair, though. Don't tell the pod and stocks, but I'm looking to, uh, to I diversify you were just gonna get those the rotation. Resold. I'm going to get them resold, but I want a different silhouette. Uh, don't get the clogs. I might get the clogs. I might go crazy. <laughs> they have one. It's, it's a new silhouette. It's called the Kyoto. Okay. It's like one thick strap over the middle of the foot. And I think it might have like a button loop Where? that you can like tighten it down. It's really, really cool. Oh, these oh, are they're, they're like Birkenstock Sweet Cokes, basically. Yeah. Huh, yeah okay those are awesome but and they have it in like a crazy cobalt blue colorway yep. it's called ultra blue might need to hop on that one yeah but uh blasting right up 
on the legs we have a pair of Patagonia baggies, five inch inseam in a purple colorway. Uh, these have become really synonymous with every outfit I've worn in the last five months. So much so that when they restocked on Patagonia, I bought another pair for the future in case these ever completely wear out or I'll, I'll pass them on to a John Hogaboom Jr. 30 years from now. That's a, that's a sound investment. Thank you. I, I thought it was worth it. I don't know if they'll ever make this color again. They probably will, but Nervous John had to hop on it uh, and, and double up. <clears throat> there you go. And then on top, we have a shirt that I bought live on the podcast last week. Oh, my God. suggestion of, of our guest, Robert Verdugo. Uh, it's a shirt from an Australian brand called Double Rainbow, but Rainbow is with two U's. Um, it's like a it's a camp collar, like bowling shirt. It is a bright royal blue with white palm trees, and on one side of the button they're higher than the other, so like the palm trees are offset, and it creates like this really cool glitch effect right in the middle of the wow. shirt. I love it; super comfortable, fits me perfectly. Uh, and I got it for like a third of the price on Grail because someone had worn it like one time. So can't, can't go wrong with that. Third of the price. Yeah, I was I was really happy about that. So I love this shirt. Thank you, Robert, for the suggestion. If you are listening, I sent you the link. Do I get no no props on this? <laughs> Thanks, Saul. <laughs> Yay! You're welcome, John. You're the best. Thanks for sending me all the Grail links and me buying some that you were supposed to buy. Because yeah. you didn't say that you were going to buy them. It's okay. It happens. Little little grail snipe there. <laughs> but, you know, we're friends. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> On that wonderful note, fit check, check. We are going to blast right in to our questions. We've written up, let's see, I think 23 questions for, uh, for Mr. Felix here. And we're going to get right into it. Let's do so, it. Anthony, to start things right off, what's the story behind your brand and what made you get started? Yeah. Um, it's interesting because I feel like I, I still feel self-conscious to even call it a brand mm. um, because what led me to get started was essentially moving back home and kind of needing another outlet than another creative outlet than music okay i'd started a band that was called lasher while i lived in oakland um and that band went on for a few months and we had some people move away i decided to move home so i wasn't playing music anymore i was living with my girlfriend and we were kind of like looking for somewhere to live Mm -hmm. And she had been into vintage resale for over 15 years. Oh, Oh, wow. She was really just like into fashion. I'd always been into like my own personal style, but never Mm -hmm. had a access point to the fashion world. Yeah. So she kind of like showed me how to use a sewing machine and that gave me a new creative outlet. Mm. Um, So then I just started trying to i was trying to figure out like what i wanted to do with style Mm -hmm. and making i realized making a t-shirt was way harder than i ever thought (laughs) yeah 
Like it was the simplest thing before I ever attempted it. And then it was like, <laughs> wait, this is not worthwhile at all. Like, <laughs> um, so that kind of led me to say like, okay, let me start with something a little more manageable, which would be accessories. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and jewelry kind of, I don't know what it was that drew me to jewelry, but it just seemed like the most manageable accessory to start with. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, so I started there, and then it just kind of continued to grow. Cool. I love it. That's really cool. Your work is yeah, just, I mean, not to fanboy too much, but it's spectacular. Definitely oh, seems you. like you've you figured out how to make uh, make t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have figured out how to make a t-shirt. I do know what it takes now. Gotcha. Um, but it's like it's like anything. I try and tell people like. Uh, I make a lot of connections to music, so I say, like, mm-hmm. if you've ever sat down at a drum set for the first time and you think, oh, like, drums, I'll just play a beat, you know, it should be easy, but then you start realizing, wait, there's, like, four different limbs moving at once, none of this is working, <laughs> right? Like, it's all, yeah. this doesn't sound like how I thought it would. Um, that's kind of, like, trying to make a piece of, trying to put a garment together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to take sense. time, it's going to take practice. Yeah, yeah just like anything. Yeah, I think you've really carved out your own look, too, which is cool. Like, your stuff doesn't really look like anyone else's, at least in my knowledge, which, I mean, I've seen a, seen a lot of brands out there, especially nowadays, and you are, <laughs> sure. you are truly in a lane of your own, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's interesting for you to say that because I, I feel like everything I create is apparently, like, inspired by everything everything that i see in the world mm-hmm. um, it's, it's so, yours then it's it's you yeah, know it's yeah so then so then like inherently it becomes my own thing because i'm like regurgitating the experience okay yeah absolutely but, but that's you know that's like i think anyone who is an artist kind of fears like oh is this an original thing am i being genuine when i create this there's all mm-hmm. these like insecurities that cross your mind and i i've definitely like gone through that you know i felt mm-hmm. like oh man i saw somebody someone else who like just started a brand and i have way more followers or yeah. whatever it may be you know i've gone kind of through all of those feelings and stages to where now i'm kind of out of place where i understand like i'm just happy to be able to do what i do every day mm. and get to continue to do what i do every day and that's kind of the goal yeah that's excellent that's beautiful <laughs> um i was gonna ask do you, you do you sew everything yourself with a machine or do you do it by hand or is it a mixture of both like i guess i guess you don't have an exact question but like what is the like sure. process of actually making a garment like for you yeah um i have i'm really lucky to have two pretty good sewing machines damn okay i have an overlock machine and a straight stitch machine mm-hmm. and both of those pretty much get the job done for me as far as like getting material to stick together <laughs> the shape i want and uh for the finishing to look professional yeah or as professional as i can gotcha um but i would say the pro the process kind of just looks like a crazy like mad scientist 
like <laughs> taking all kinds of different chemicals like off the wall and seeing if they make something cool. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, because I, I really, I really feel like I'm in a stage where I'm uh, still just developing as like an embryo or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so the the pro- I'm learning the process mm-hmm. more more than like I'm developing that process. Yeah. Through through creating. Gotcha. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. It's cool to see like that evolution too, because you do post your work on social media. It's cool to see like what you've created at different points in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm glad you say that because honestly, it it's really for me to be able to see that. Mm-hmm. I, I was able to see that in my friends, you know, and like you know, always tell them, hey, like, wow, I see like from this song to that song, I see the growth that's happened. I see like the work you've put in. But mm-hmm. with myself, it was always so hard to analyze how where I've come and like how much I've grown. Mm-hmm. So having that like physical place where I can look and say, okay, this is what I was doing a few months ago. This is what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like working out, but working out your like creative muscle. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, so do you have like a design philosophy? Like you've mentioned, you know, you, you play music, you're very into music. Um, you know, do you try to relate it back to kind of your experience of like learning how to play an instrument or learning how to create a song? Like, you know, Hmm. what's your, your thought process when you're actually making something? Yeah. My, my design philosophy is, is really like, uh, initially it's really like self-centered. I just wanted to like solve problems for myself when it came to fashion. <laughs> Whether that be like financially, mm-hmm. like I can't afford a piece that I think is really cool looking, so I'm going to try and make it. Yeah. Or um, whether it's like I just want to see if I can make this thing, mm-hmm. or or by just adding like a physical like alteration to a garment. Gotcha. So it's like I ride a moped everywhere and I always wear a hat. But if I have a helmet on and I I can't like where do I keep my hat? Yeah. So I like started designing these shirts with like a little alteration on them that allowed me to clip my hat to my shirt. Cool. So solving solving problems like that for myself was is really kind of like my design philosophy and then I think mm-hmm. that allows it to for other people to find function in it if I design the function for myself then yeah. other other people will inevitably find the function useful. Makes 100%. sense. Yeah, it's nice to see someone take such an interest in the function of their work in addition to the look. I think that's kind of few and far between nowadays. So. Uh, yeah, sure. I I really just think that like, like fucking firefighters look cool as shit when they have all their gear on, right? They absolutely <laughs> do. Like people in the military look cool as shit. Like people who are like who do jobs who wear gear, they look cool because they like are doing something, and also like the the garments they're wearing are made for something. And I don't know why, yeah. but for some reason that's what's like cool to me. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. Um, Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I'm, I would say that's my philosophy. I love it. 
on the topic of the pieces themselves, how do you pick which pieces to modify slash upcycle? Hmm. Um, yeah, again, it's, it's kind of like, let's say like I go to the Goodwill and I'm just searching through all the bins. Mm-hmm. If I, you know, those things just pop out. It's like, oh, damn, maybe there was some 3M on this garment or something that like sticks out to me where I'm like, oh, this is cool. Maybe there were some extra pockets or just something that sticks out to me where I'm like, oh, I can, I can do something to this. I can turn it mm. into this or that. Um, so sometimes it's by the materials just inspiring me themselves mm-hmm. or I have a specific idea, you know, it's like, okay, I know I need to get a pair of Dickies. So I need to find a pair of Dickies out there. And for this interesting fabric, I'm going to put on them. So like I go out and I know that I need to find a pair of Dickies in like a certain color. Mm -hmm. So when I find those, I know that like, that's what I needed. And it's Mm -hmm. usually, it's usually like workwear. It's usually Mm -hmm. like workwear or like outdoor wear, like sports stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's the criteria really is like what does Anthony what is Anthony into this month week year or day? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so obviously you you do your design work. You love music. What else do you like to do with your time? Hmm. Yeah. Um, right now, what I like to do with my time is like. I've been watching a lot of movies, okay. Um, which is like kind of rare because I don't have time to do that ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the past few months, there's been a lot of movies on. But aside from like stagnantly just taking in information, um, I I started making uh, tufted rugs. Oh, that's that's kind of something I've been keeping like real low key. Um. So I love, like, love, love seeing those on Instagram. Like that is the coolest new thing to me. They're really cool, right? Yeah, it's unreal yeah. how and how. I mean, it obviously takes a lot of detail work, but it's not the hardest thing to get into. Like, no, you make that initial investment and you build the rug frame, and you're pretty much good to go. Yeah, I mean that's that's what it came down to. I had to buy a gun that. The thing is, is that accessing the materials is was the most difficult thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. C- creating the work is not hard. Um, yeah, but that's like it's... that's like anything. You have to just have the will to go and do it. Yeah, and find be... some places where you can acquire the the materials needed, and then you're you're rolling. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I made a giant xenomorph. That's Whoa. so cool. <laughs> Aliens, my, one of my favorite movies, so I decided mm. to like start there. Um, That's and it so was probably cool. like, thanks. It was probably like a stupid place to start because like there was too much detail <laughs> um, for my first go. But then my girlfriend like made a Moby tape, and I was like, all right, I guess I, I guess I started at an okay place. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's been like a quarantine hobby that I've been getting into. Obviously, like, at the beginning of quarantine, I bought a new NPC. So I've been focusing on, like, studying that and getting back into sample-based music, making Mm -hmm. beats. I love Um, it. Mostly for myself. Yeah. I really like 
just like learning and being able to like have something to do during the day when I'm like bored with sewing or watching TV or you know any other hobbies. And then aside from that, like me and my girlfriend have three mopeds, so we go on rides a lot, like do day hikes. I love it. That's that's awesome. It's nice that we're still able to get outdoors during all this. Um, I'm from an area like I've got a lot of hiking trails around me and stuff. So it's been great just getting out there and being able to just kind of lose myself in the in the nature, all that good stuff. Most definitely. I hear that. I live like uh, really close to Griffith Park. So there's tons of like hiking trails. Obviously, I can go up to the observatory get a mm. little perspective uh that's really cool yeah it's it's a chill area i feel super fortunate because yeah right now the opportunities to go out uh, are few and far between yeah yeah, yeah gotta be are. uh gotta be careful gotta be safe for sure like there's there's no reason just not to be considerate of other people thank you (laughs) thank you yes we've been preaching that for a while on the podcast right now especially uh being three americans it's not exactly paradise here right now yeah no not at all and like you know this like let's just say hypothetically this whole thing could be a hoax and like even if it was i would still want to be considerate of people yeah oh 100 like it doesn't it doesn't change that um but also i think right now we're seeing a lot of change there's a lot of things being exposed and Mm -hmm. if there is anything in the future there is some hope that we can you know take hold and change things for how we want but beyond that it's like i know that the next few years are going to be kind of shitty yeah yeah it's going to be it's going to be different for sure at least we can continue podcasting and you can continue creating wonderful That's, garments. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's nice to have something creative to use our time on. Yeah, most definitely. There's a there's a whole culture developing that I just like am kind of being swept up by because, yeah, I just get to sit at home and do my thing. Mm. And I think mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who are figuring that out they're looking at instagram and saying like look at this idiot last year like if he could do it then so could i you know (laughs) like there's a bunch of bunch of kids like starting cool brands i see it every day and like i see the creativity in people and i see like the access for all of these young people to make things and like find satisfaction in that and i think that is awesome yeah oh 100 yeah it's been really cool just to see as many things as we've seen pop up since march since this all started sure i mean you like i was introduced to this awesome podcast called pair of kings where it's like oh wait these two guys are here talking about fashion i literally sit at my sewing machine and listen to your podcast and it oh my gosh thank you yeah definitely but it's it's real because it gives me it makes me feel like i'm a part of a culture there is a new like Mm. thing coming up and it's like oh wait this is what I'm excited to listen to every week because this is, this applies to me. And I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of people out there who, who feel the same. Yeah. I mean, something that we really want to do with the podcast is just create a community of people who are really like mm-hmm. passionate about this. And I yeah. feel like, especially with the culture of kind of Instagram and what's popular at the moment, you kind of see the same 10 brands like again and again and again. Right. And like, sure. 
obviously, like, you know, I would never say Yoshi Yamamoto is not incredible. He is. But there's only so many times I can see his jackets on, like, uh, you know, there's, like, uh, it's, like, secondhand archive pages. Right. It's, like, how many times do you want to listen to a Bob Marley song? You know, Bob Marley great, but, like, come on. Exactly. Like, I think, basically, what we saw is, like, everybody's listening to the classics. They're a bunch of young, new musicians or artists, to to Mm. continue with this analogy, that are coming out that we would love to kind of highlight and create, like, a good community around them. You know what I mean? Like... Mm-hmm. Um, well, you guys are doing a great job. Thank uh, you. Thank you so yeah. much. It's been it's... a really like kind of a mind blowing experience for myself, and I know for Saul too. Yeah. Just the uh, the fact that people listen to it is crazy. Still. Oh my <laughs> like, god. We're yeah. just it's we're just longer. two goofy guys, and we talk about something that it's pretty much the only thing we know how to talk about in this level of depth. <laughs> and uh, it's it's been like. I cannot stop smiling just thinking about yeah. all the all the fun stuff that we've gotten to experience from the podcast and all the friends yeah, we've made too is crazy. Most definitely, y'all have got to talk to some really awesome and inspiring people, um, while in turn being the same yourselves. So it's like I'm excited to see this continue to grow, um, and I'm just so excited to be here and be able to talk to y'all. Oh, we're so glad you're a part of it now. It's it's been. I mean, it's been excellent so far. We still got an hour and change of podcast to go, but it's been lovely thus far. Loving it. Yeah, well, let's I'm keep glad it rocking. To hear it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So how would you describe your style like currently, and what does the evolution of your style look like? Hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll start with like the evolution of my style. Um, I... I'm pretty like utilitarian. Okay. Um, recently, I've been more on my like outdoor hiking vibe. So like Arcturex pants on the daily, mm-hmm. just like a t-shirt. Um, I've been really. I guess like when I was growing up, I had really young parents, so my parents kind of kept me trendy, which I'm stoked about like they, yeah. I was never like made fun of because of my clothes and I didn't understand how like fortunate I was for that um so like growing up I was always kind of like keeping it real keeping it trendy I, I always had like Nikes if I wanted or all the Vans I wanted um I remember the first pair of like Air Force Ones all white the high tops man I was excited so um, fresh, so clean. <laughs> so excited. Like went in the room and or went in the bathroom and like spiked my hair. <laughs> was hyped. Um but getting into like high school was really when I started defining like my own personal style from everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um and that was like it was difficult because my school district had uniforms Mm. oh okay so like it was okay y'all want to hear something like so sad yes in in middle school we had uniforms but but the high school i was going to go to didn't you know high schools just didn't have uniforms so once you Mm -hmm. got out of middle school Mm -hmm. then you had some self-expression so i was so excited for that get out of eighth grade 
and the first year of high school they implement uniforms. There it goes. But, oh my gosh. <laughs> but not for not for the whole school. Oh. Only for the freshmen. <laughs> oh my goodness. So we would essentially like grow through the years just with uniform, but we had to be the first year because I couldn't take away you know, everyone else's for everyone else for everyone else who had already so you had to watch everyone else wear so whatever I had to watch they wanted else wear whatever they wanted why i wore this stupid school uniform still looking like a middle schooler <laughs> and that was like extremely frustrating for me uh, yeah because you know i was fortunate enough to like have clothes that i thought were cool and i wanted to wear those yeah um oh. <laughs> so high school as i got older i started like having to go to on-campus suspension because I wasn't wearing a uniform. And I would sit in the on-campus suspension and argue that, like, look, you, I'm supposed to be wearing a blue-collared shirt. This is a black shirt, but it's made up of blue dye to get to this <laughs> black point. Like, there you go. Break it down. Oh, yeah. I would argue about, like, tones and hues because it was just a waste <laughs> of time that I had to sit in the cafeteria. I love that. <laughs> I had to find a way to like outsmart these people, but you know, it's like you can't outsmart people who don't want to hear it or have no respect for you as an idiot high schooler. Yeah. Um, so I would sit in the, in on campus suspension a lot. Um, and eventually I just like, didn't want to go to school anymore because I had to wear a uniform. I hated it. Yeah. Um, but once I grew out of that, that, that was a really like got time for me. Mm hmm. All black. Shoot holes in my shoes. Um, and not because, like, I didn't have money to have shoes, but because it was my choice. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. like, I hated people telling me what I had to wear. I hated mm -hmm. my, like, parents, like, my dad telling me I couldn't wear skinny jeans. Um, so I just really wanted control. Especially um, when you're a kid, like, all you want to do is do it more. Like, whatever your parents, you yeah. know, you're, you're, like, 16, you, you know, your parents are like, oh, don't wear those, like, X, Y, Z. You're like, no, like, fuck you. Like, I know. I want to wear what yeah. I want to wear. It was just insane that the people who, like, bought me Grand Theft Auto and didn't give a fuck that I played that <laughs> as a kid, like, were trying to tell me I couldn't wear skinny jeans because, like, I was a fag that way. Oh, like, I'm sorry. That just, like, no, it's it's good because, like, I learned that like that was wrong you know yeah. i learned like Absolutely. wait a second like that's not like the that's not the reality of the situation mm -hmm. like your my parents my parents were like over they were just like insecure you know in their yeah. own ways so, yeah. and i had to figure that out and without that in my life i wouldn't have the like concrete lesson mm -hmm. and relationship i have with my parents now because we were able to kind of like communicate i was once i became an adult i was able to communicate how that was wrong yeah and how yeah, like yeah. um how now now i'm just like designing fashion and like look what they got mm -hmm. um but me and my parents are like totally cool now i think you know every every dad's a little afraid uh that their son is like not the way they want them to turn out to be however that is yeah mm -hmm. um my dad's a triathlete, mountain biker, who is a heavy equipment operator his whole life. So, Sam, wow, he he uh, I, he wanted me to play football at USC, and I did too yeah. for a little bit. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, that all of that led me to kind of the place I am now with mm -hmm. my style, where I 
see what's cool. I see what's interesting. I see what everyone else likes and I try and uh, do my own thing. Yeah. Good on you. <laughs> and like, it's, it's, it's not like I don't fall into trends, but I definitely don't want to look like everyone else or be like an identifiable meme. Mm-hmm. Um, and like not hating on anyone who is like, I think it's cool that people have confidence to, to rock what they want to rock. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to be out here, like having my own experience and do my own thing and wear what I think is cool. Mm-hmm. For sure. I love it. Um, as far as the pieces you create go, which piece are you the most proud of? That's that's hard. I'm, like so I'm sure lessons. it is. Yeah, there's so many lessons in each piece. You know, mm. even if like I don't even end up posting them, there are like pieces that I'm like, wow. Like, if I wouldn't have tried that, I wouldn't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm gonna say that if you've seen my Instagram, you'll kind of see that this there's like multiple iterations of like this vest happening. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of been something that, like, that vest is something I wear almost every day. Yeah. Um, and it's essentially, like, the top of, like, the one I wear is just the top of walls overalls. So I, like, cut uh-huh. it at, like, Sick. basically the waistline, hemmed it, and then it's just kind of, like, a vest. So I started making them from scratch based on that pattern. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of just trying to refine that and get the function de- the function and the fit where i want them mm-hmm. um and then i can i'll be poised to start a website and kind of like start there mm-hmm. with that uh, as kind of my first piece. if i if i'm seeing it correctly the like overall vest that's you just posted that on instagram about a week ago i think yeah weeks ago? totally yep. july 28th sorry yeah so a couple of weeks ago my bad but yeah, yeah exactly yeah it's super cool thank you yeah, the, oh, the overall vest um, is is like one of those things where I'm I'm the one who wears that all the time. I mm-hmm. don't really ever see other people wearing it, and it's something that like when I try and think like, okay, Anthony, like, do you want to create something original? Do you want or do you want to like put something out there that like nobody else really needs? And mm. the the vest is something that I know is me and that I wear every day, and that like I think people could add into their fits to create like a doper silhouette Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's i think that's my my proudest piece still in development but i'm i'm really happy with where it's going yeah that's awesome absolutely so your work a lot of the time is like this cool play on workwear like you mentioned you're wearing those uh what is it blah something yeah block lauder Block blotter pants. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, you kind of like play around with workwear silhouettes or, or cuts and things like that and kind of like update them. What do you yeah. think about workwear kind of coming into the like quote unquote like popular fashion realm? Like people are paying, you know, obscene amounts of money for like previously worn paint splattered Carhartt stuff. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's It's really interesting. I... Honestly, I kind of feel like 
workwear in high fashion has been an access point for me mm-hmm. uh, because as I mentioned earlier, my dad was a heavy equipment operator his whole life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. my mom worked at the same drilling company. And actually my like logo that I just designed, my like label is based mm-hmm. on the drilling company logo. Oh, that that's awesome. Worked at. I didn't know uh, that. Is, yeah, that's is really there cool. ever any mention of that on your page? No. Um, I kind of kept it low key. I'm like, oh, hopefully these guys don't like come at me for like copyright infringement or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I've tried to like kind of keep that low low key, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, they like they both worked at this drilling company for the, you know my whole childhood. Yeah. So workwear was something that was always in my life. My dad always wore Carhartt overalls or Carhartt pants. Like mm-hmm. had you know work long t shirt or long sleeve like work shirts all the time with mm-hmm. his work logo on it. Um, the work boots so i saw that every day yeah. and in as like an adolescent i was like hell no i'll never wear anything like that <laughs> 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 um but it wasn't until like i was living in oakland and kind of like accepting where i'm who i am where i'm from and like just being more honest with myself that i realized mm-hmm. like whoa you know what like Workwear is where I'm from. It's like who I am and like it's what I know, as well as like athletic gear and outdoor stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I, like right sure. now, Roa is, is one of my favorite brands and they're like a hiking brand. Mm-hmm. They make some great stuff. They make some great stuff. Like I have a couple pairs of their shoes and I really love them. Um, so, like, I just kind of started acknowledging, like, okay, man, like you are a Carhartt, like Oakley guy. And that's like where you're. You know, that's that's like where I'm from. Yeah. So I would say workwear in high fashion now gave me an access point to high fashion. There was never one before. Mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. I had personal style and that was really it. There I never thought like I could make clothes and people would buy them. Yeah. That didn't gotcha. I like the first thing that I ever sold was a chest rig yeah and i thought i was being scammed (laughs) i got like a paypal notification and i like ran to my girlfriend stephanie and i'm like oh my gosh like why would this guy send me money like i I don't know what's going on and she's like it looks like you made a sale I (laughs) i was so nervous and confused by that that someone would want to buy something that i made yeah. And uh, from that point on, that it was just kind of like a slippery slope. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, it, it gave me, um, it made me feel like, hey, if you are genuine and stick to what you want to do, that uh, there will be some sort of return. Because a, a yeah. few weeks prior, I had one of my good friends come over and I said, hey, man, like, what do you think of the leaks and like these chest rigs? And he was kind of like, ah, it's a little goofy. Like I would never wear this. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, for sure. While in my mind, I knew, I thought it was the coolest thing I'd like seen. Yeah. Um, in, you know, high fashion. I was like, yo, what the hell? This like roller coaster belt, like this, like this aesthetic was like everything I ever wanted out of high fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought like, you know what? Uh, I'm going like looping back to like my design aesthetic. 
I was like, I, I need to make one of these myself. I can't afford one. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try and make one. And so I did and posted it. And I didn't think I was going to sell it. I just wanted to post it to show like, hey, I did this. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's that's that. That's awesome. I love yeah, that absolutely. so much. <laughs> so on your personal account, we, we see that you post uh, quite often at a store called Here and Now LA. What's the, uh, what's the story behind that? Yeah, Here Now LA does not exist anymore, unfortunately. Mm. Fortunately and unfortunately. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so Here Now LA was kind of like the brainchild of my girlfriend, Stephanie Libinati. And okay. she has her own label called Libinati. Um, and she makes like sportswear, like cool. uh, which is really awesome. But she's just she's just starting too. But like I had mentioned before, she had like 15 years in vintage resale. Mm-hmm. So when I moved down here, we were both looking for an apartment. Um, and we came across this spot in Eagle Rock that was we could afford, but it had a storefront in front of it. Cool. So Stephanie was like, you know, this is something I've kind of always wanted to do. Like, let's go for it. So we just started developing this store. Um, we had like great places to source affordable clothes and find mm-hmm. cool vintage. Um, so kind of like through developing this vintage resale store, our hope was to basically get it to a point to where we could hire employees to where me and Stephanie could just create stuff. Mm-hmm. and uh, the store would basically subsidize whatever we wanted to create. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so once the store was developed and we opened, we it was just me and Stephanie working in the store behind the counter. We would do pop-ups with artists and like other brands in LA. And that was it was really successful for, for what it was. Um, but it was mostly just vintage resale. We just found clothes that we thought were cool. Um, and I would sell like my pieces in there that I would make. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it was cool to be able to like interact with people and have customers come in and then be like, see a piece that I made who and that's like in a store. And I'm just like this idiot kid with a sewing machine, you know, <laughs> in the back of my house, like making this. But like when it's put in this context, it gives it a different vibe. And like people, I, I recognize how people interacted with the things I made in that context. So mm-hmm. it gave me it gave me some confidence and kind of showed me what the world of um, vintage resale is is really like. Mm-hmm. Makes uh, sense. Yeah. So yeah. So that was kind of H and LA. We were only open for a year. We had like mainly we would we would have stayed open, but we had a crazy like slumlord. Oh God. Uh, yeah, and they had there was basically the the house that we lived in in the back was essentially condemned while we were living there by the city oh and, god oh goodness yeah like the landlord started like having to pay like $400 a day in fines without like you know for not fixing certain things and it became it became a struggle we had like a insane rent increase and we decided like you know what this isn't going to be worthwhile let's just like focus on our own brands and you know take this as a as a good experience yeah mm-hmm. definitely makes sense so that was yeah that was hnla wow yeah that's uh that's quite a learning experience and especially for someone involved in 
clothing in creation. That's probably something not a lot of other people get to do, especially at a younger point in life. No, not at all. Like, dude, like, I feel so fortunate to have got to live behind a store, wake up, open the doors, open up my shop, have people come in, like develop a relationship with my community. All of those lessons mm-hmm. that I learned in that year, I can never like, I couldn't pay for those. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, so you've mentioned Aleeks, you've mentioned Roa. Uh, what designers do you look up to? So many, so many designers, so many designers that like, uh, that I can't even think of, you know, like people that just I've been been inspired by and that are in that subconscious frame. Mm-hmm. But um, people I can think of are like the Jewel Brothers. Hmm. They they designed for Heliot Emil. Oh, okay. I really like their like uh, technical utilitarian like distortion. I really think it's like cool and interesting i have a couple mm-hmm. of their pieces um tough leung is is like ideally where i'd love to be i'd love to like design clothes for like outer space movies <laughs> and he designs for Ham- hamcus yeah yeah oh my gosh those jackets are crazy so cool yeah it's just like tuscan raider vibes <laughs> truly yeah <laughs> i i really love i really love um their designs um yeah obviously matt williams really cool southern california like designer i can't like knock him i mm. love love his stuff um shimoda masakatsu okay he did that like com de garçon dinosaur Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen the, uh, the yeah. dinosaur vest that you did. Yeah, I love that thing. Yeah, I saw. It's I saw, crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I came across like his Instagram and was like, "What the hell? This is so cool." I love Jurassic Park. Who doesn't? But mm-hmm. um, I was like, "This seems so cool." And that was kind of at a time in quarantine where I wasn't able to source materials because all the stores were closed. Mm-hmm. So I had this like shiny lame fabric and i took a literally like a hoodie out of my closet to like make the lining for that (laughs) and i just told myself like look i'm gonna try and make this t-rex mask thing Mm -hmm. and go from there and while i was making it i was like hey this would fit nicely as a vest if i like did this or that Mm -hmm. so it just kind of like came to be as i made it Um, Mm. but yeah Obviously, Shimoda was super inspirational towards that. Um, Samuel Ross, too. For Samuel sure. Ross is awesome. A cold ball. I just love, like, clo- like fashion and art. Yeah. Kind of in, the, <laughs> in, one, in one little, like, bubble. I like people who can do that. And um, who else? Oh, um... Uh, I'm blanking. Kasuke, Kasuke Sumara. I don't know he them. Does, he does like the final home, or he did. The oh, final okay. Home. Okay, so, yeah. Um, I was like talking about him 
or I was talking about Final Home with my girlfriend last night, and she's like, Issey Miyake, and I'm like, yes, but no. They did a collaboration that, like, I, be, I guess, like, everyone knows about, but beyond mm-hmm. that, like, uh, Kasuke is the designer. Um, For sure. But, yeah, that's, like, those are the people that I've been looking at, like, recently a lot, like, in the past five, six months. That's awesome. It's a it's a pretty fleshed out list, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I spend a lot of time just like seeing what other people are doing online. Obviously, there's like um, the the circumstances permit me to like look at a lot of other fashion brands. Sit on my mm-hmm. phone, take in as much inspiration as possible. Yeah. So. In terms of your clothing and how it's kind of presented, who's your dream model and who would you like to work with? Whether that be like a photographer or, I don't know, maybe like mm. um, dressing a band or like, you know, whatever it may be. Who do you want to work with? Wow. Uh, dressing a band. That would be sick. I haven't even thought about that. Um, you know who would be dope is Andre 3000. Yep. Yes. Perfect answer. He is if I could put one of, 3, 000, if not the most, or like the best dressed celebrity right now. I don't know about best dressed. He's, he's most tall. He, he dresses so well. I, okay, he's, ever since seeing, sorry, the Key and peel like Andre 3000 sketch, I can't get that <laughs> in my head. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, still I'm going to say Andre 3000 would be awesome. Um, just because, yeah, he has such a like interesting taste, mm-hmm. and if he ever chose to like wear one of my pieces, I would feel honored. Um, as well as like, like on Instagram, like Bloody Osiris is really dope. Yeah. Oh yeah, his really fits like, are insane. Yeah, he's really cool. I think he would. I think I could like. I think he could style one of my pieces really well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, like, a model? I don't even know, like, models. I'm not, like... Yeah, I, I don't really either. But you know who would be... Maybe... Um, oh, you go said, ahead. Uh, the, from prison to the runway? Oh! I don't know. That guy who, who got, uh, like, famous for... Oh, Jeremy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeremy Meeks. His name is Jeremy Meeks. Okay, he's the the mugshot man. The the mugshot guy. That guy would also. Yeah. <laughs> My oh, girlfriend be... just yelled "prison bay." Prison bay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. Yeah. He he would be hilarious and awesome. Um. Yeah, that'd just be crazy. For, just for the culture. Um. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say like, in in reality, Andre 3000 would make me feel like, oh wow, like I, I'm. I'm doing it. I'm making it happen. <laughs> Absolutely. That'd be really cool. Um, as far as your next venture goes, what's next for venture or for uh, for Lasher Felix? Are you ever gonna do shoes? Like, what what are what's the next plan as far as your brand goes? <sighs> yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, but I'll start with like shoes. I would love to do shoes. I would love to like design 
an upper that would fit nicely with a Vibram sole. Mm -hmm. I think all of my shoes right now have Vibram soles, so I'm I'm a big stand for them. Yeah, uh, they make a great product. Yeah, they do. Um, it's all about that that function, right? It's function and mm -hmm. fashion all yeah. coming together. But that would be cool um, to do. I have nothing like planned for that. I just think that would be awesome. Um, in the future, I know that like I have friends and people I know who have created shoes in the past. And I know that's a pretty expensive uh, endeavor. So right now, I'm just kind of like focusing on more manageable things because if I did do a shoe, I'd want to do it justice. You know, I did. Yeah. Um, I know like seeing uh, Warren Lotus release his like dunk. I'm like, OK, that, you know, there's a, there's a minimum standard now for people releasing shoes on instagram or like yeah. instagram designers um, I, I think the original warren lotus dunks are really cool we've talked about this on a previous pod but the yeah. like the fact that they're actually the jason Voorhees dunk with the jason Voorhees swoosh yeah but yeah now it's the heineken dunk with the jason Voorhees swoosh and the stussy dunk which is based on neapolitan ice cream with mm. the jason Voorhees swoosh like eh. I, I, yeah, I see I not, where I'm he's like going. A, I'm not a dunk fan at all, but okay. it's, I'm just like a quality fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I sure. haven't seen, I haven't seen the shoes like in person, but I can say like what I've, what I see on the internet, I'm like, okay, like if I'm going to do a shoe. Like I have to do it right. Yeah. Oh, 100%. So, I don't even want to see what a wrong way shoe would look like. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, we've kind of touched on our next question, so I guess we can kind of jump down. Um, but I figure we'll ask it anyway. You started with okay. bags and jewelry. Um, you yeah. mentioned it was kind of because, you know, they were maybe more uh, accessible or more uh, beginner-friendly. Not to... Sure. Um, yeah, but that's, like... That's what terms, I felt. Yeah. In terms of like bags, especially because you haven't talked about those as much, um, mm -hmm. like why were those your starting point? Why not just stick with like accessories and jewelry and things like that? For sure, um, I I really feel like bags made sense to me because they I I needed to learn about construction. I wanted a chest rig, right? So a chest rig mm -hmm. is essentially a bag. Um, so once I learned, once I made one and then learned about the construction, it only made sense for me to continue that process. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, this, after the third bag I made, it was like, okay, now I know that if I do this, it'll make the next bag better. So it was just kind of that natural progression. Um, and then what I learned from bags, I was able to apply to other garments and really the first garment that i did was a pair of pants and that was inspired by my homie anton who was like yo dude he's re he really loves like that japanese denim so he was like yo dude can you like do me some car hearts but with like all this like patchwork and i was really hesitant but uh he believed in me so i, I made it happen and then i started doing pants from there that's awesome yeah, yeah, that's really I, like, cool. I don't know what I would do without like my friends being like, hey, dude, like you should do this or like this would be cool or just like the support <laughs> of so many awesome people online. Like 
like yourselves and people just reaching out because yeah it's it's just nice you to really like deserve it of a community thank you thank you you're welcome yeah that's like we're we're kind of the same way we'd probably still be screaming into the void if no one listened <laughs> but uh yeah. it, it's nice to have people like every little dm we get that's like oh you guys doing a great job that means so much just online like we'll text each other and be like oh my gosh did you see the dm we got on the instagram yeah. it's so nice. yeah, yeah it's wild it's wild to have people reach out and talk to me like i'm some sort of corporation sometimes uh and i'm like oh my gosh like what do i even say like <laughs> just just you know just by like the way people like approach what i'm doing or like the things that they ask for to be made i'm like okay if you knew i was one person you would understand this is physically impossible mm -hmm. um but yeah it, it's also extremely inspiring you know because if if other people see that in the work i'm doing that means there's potential for it right yeah 100 percent. yeah but yeah that's uh, just like bags and accessories were the, a logical starting point i was too intimidated by by you know actual garments so yeah seems like a perfect place to start yeah i mean not, maybe not for someone else but for for me it was absolutely I know a lot of people like start screen printing and like i wish i was like a better like graphic designer but i still like screen printing regardless mm-hmm that's nice too for people who aren't as interested in like the cut and sew aspect mm -hmm. of things. They can just do their their design and put it on whatever garment they see fit, whether it be yeah, shirt or I think there need to be more like tote bags in the world definitely. right now. Hell yeah. Um, Such an underrated I, I, accessory. Most def. I feel like there are so many cool artists. And like so much potential for artists right now to be able to collaborate with designers mm -hmm. through screen mm -hmm. printing. Like oh, a little 100 percent of like artist, uh, like fashion designer, and then screen printer who could like all come together and create this little community and culture that could just shred, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, 100 um, percent, yeah. And plus, like we have YouTube right now. I learned how to do so many things on YouTube. Anything I want to figure out how to do, I just go on YouTube and yeah. Like, There's a tutorial for it, guaranteed. There's a tutorial yeah. for it. People are like, "Oh, how did you get into fashion?" It's like, "Well, do you really want to know?" Because if you buy yourself a sewing machine, go on YouTube, type in the model, learn how to thread it, then that's how you get into fashion. Mm -hmm. That's You're that's in. how it goes. You have to learn how to thread a sewing machine first. Once you do that, then you've accomplished more than most people who I just have a thought about, oh, I want to be into fashion. Because the funniest thing doing things. The funniest thing too is I feel like the best YouTube tutorials you look up, it's some like fourteen year old just like, yeah, guys, it's got like thirty this. views. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah most definitely. And you're just like, oh, okay, like, like yesterday I was like watching how to design a Instagram filter. Yeah, and it's like, oh, it, yeah, it's like this twelve year old kid who's like, I'm doing this in 10 minutes on this free thing. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> I could have done this so long ago, but it takes the initiative. It takes like having the time and wanting to go do it. And the thing yep. I always tell people who are just getting into making clothes or fashion is like the advantage you have is 
just going and doing things every day yeah. instead of mm-hmm. just thinking about them. So the one habit I try and keep up is like make something every day, make one thing uh, because it's, it's about consistency and it's about like creating a practice because in the end, it's, it's not about selling a garment or like it's about finding satisfaction through your work and in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Beautifully, beautifully said. Thanks. You're yeah, welcome. I mean, anyone can say it because that's just the reality, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I'm just a, I'm just here, like, experiencing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same with us. Like, Saul and I had talked about starting the podcast for a couple weeks, and then we finally hopped in the studio. It was the first time we had ever spoken, first time we'd ever heard each other's voice. And uh, we recorded. We were like, oh, we'll go for 20 minutes hour and 45 minutes later we were done yeah listen yeah. to this one. That it was, was awesome hilarious. yeah so cool some, i'm just like some... I, was, I was very very proud to like see people taking initiative and doing what they want to do and talking about what mm-hmm. they want to talk about like that's the shit thank y'all you. are the shit and now's the time to do it like we have time yeah if you're listening time. to this and you're thinking about doing a creative adventure go do it you literally yeah. have nothing else to do I mean, While maybe your school is starting again, but like, come on. While you're listening to this podcast right now, yep, I'm talking to you. Whatever you. creative thing you want to do, you can listen to this podcast and you can get started on that creative thing. Because do it. I play, listen to play this, this pod in the background. Yep. I listen yeah, to this you don't have to watch us. Or every week I listen to this podcast or whenever I'm working, I put it on and I create all the things that I create while listening to this. So there's no excuses. And there's plenty of opportunities. Let us know what you create while you listen. Yeah. DM the account. Show us what you created while you listen. Yes. Who knows? We'll throw it up on the story. We'll give you a shout out. We'll we'll let the people know. Yeah. I love that. That'd be really, really cool. I love that. Um, So bringing us back to our next question, how did living in Oakland influence your work? Dude, living in Oakland was so cool, so wild. Um, I grew up in Long Beach, so okay. Moving to Oakland, I needed to get away from the place I lived eighteen years of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and Oakland, I had like friends up there. I had a lot of friends in Santa Cruz, so like. Bay Area made a lot of sense. The girl I started dating was living in Oakland. Um, so going out there gave me this sense of like, uh, firstly, I was in a band called OCD. So I was playing music all the time. I worked at an art store. So I was like constantly hmm. with like art supplies and like fabrics and materials and shit. Um, so I kind of had, I just, I literally wore overalls almost every day for like the five years I lived out there. <laughs> Damn, even in the summer? Even in the summertime. Damn, I wow. respect to that. Uh, because I needed like the function, like overalls, like my car overalls, they looked dope. They like worked if I was playing on stage at a show and like they worked when I was at work and they worked like in every other situation in between that. Mm-hmm. I was I was just like always on the go in Oakland. It's a it was a fast paced like punk rock life basically. I lived in a warehouse. Um so that kind of sh- it kind of showed me like 
yo, you can dress however you want. There's so many cool and like weird people in Oakland and just in the Bay Area in general that I, I didn't feel self-conscious about like being the goofball that I am. That's, That's awesome. awesome. I love that yeah. a lot. Moving down to maybe the most important question we've asked you so far. What's your hair care yeah. routine? Yeah, this is a huge one. Man, yeah. Um, it's so funny. When I was a little kid, I would go to the salon with my mom. Mm. And all of the women there would, like, grab my hair. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, it's so beautiful. I have, like, pretty curly black hair. Um, and that was essentially traumatizing. <laughs> oh, no. Um, oh, God. My dad would make me get a haircut every two weeks growing up. So I always had, like, the high and tight thing happening. Um, so now my hair is just wild, just very mm. long and crazy. I pretty much wear a hat most days, but when I clean it right now, we're, we got that mane and tail in the, uh, Ooh. in the shower and the industry secret, industry secret, the mane and tail, take care of your horse and yourself. <laughs> mm, yes, sir. <laughs> um, and then I have actually my neighbor is a hairdresser oh cool um shout out brian at lucas studio um he gave me some stuff called motion lotion <laughs> and this is like a little like goo that i apply after i get out of the shower and it literally smells like a barber shop really yeah like when you walk into a barber shop and you have that like classic like smell mm -hmm. you know i know what you're talking, talking about, about. Yeah. yeah it is that it's that stuff so okay, that's so that's what makes that, like, I like that it. smell. Okay. That's the stuff that makes that smell, and when I put it in my Another hair, industry secret. Me, another industry secret. It makes me feel, like, very grown up, very nostalgic, and it smells great. I like it a lot. Man. Okay. So, yeah, check out that motion lotion. It comes in a little, like, teal, like, seafoam bottle. Mm. Okay. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's my, my hair care jammer. Mm. Maybe stepping back to a lot, uh, probably the, the lowest stakes question we've asked. Uh, where would you like to see your, your brand, your music, and, and your life go in the future? Oh, just a casual um, question. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, who's going to care about that? <laughs> um, no, where would I like to see my life in the future? I'll start there. I would love to have a house that is close to the outdoors where I can um bring creative people to come hang out spend some time away from you know the hustle and bustle where i get to like have that experience have some pups have a bunch of doggies uh me and my girlfriend some some motorbikes of some sort that would be mm -hmm. awesome and a, and a place where i can just continue to like sustainably create i like it perfect that's where i'd like my life to be my brand in turn would also be taking place in this hypothetical place near the outdoors um and i would be able to like mostly work from home and mostly be able to create what i want to create and have that sustain and subsidize you know whatever else it is i like to do it's kind of already happening now so my, I'm, i am really satisfied with my life getting to be a designer and not have to have a day job getting to like talk to y'all and have opportunities like this this mm -hmm. is the dream this is this is where i've wanted to be 
Um, so wow. it's, it's, it's difficult to like look into the future when I have to really look around me and say like, well, this is, this is like more than I could have asked for because I have those opportunities now. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. Thanks. That's, yeah, that's just like really what I try and keep in mind, you know, mm -hmm. I get to just hang out and make stuff and like people buy it. I don't, you know, while most people have to like go to work right now and be like essential workers and like, oh, that stuff really like is, I don't know. It's unfortunate and it sucks. And I'm just like so fortunate to not be in that position. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> so um, we've talked about fashion inspirations. Do you have any personal style icons though? Yeah. Um, I would say like, off the bat controversial style icon but because i grew up with like a vhs of all of his music videos would, would be michael jackson <laughs> that's so um, cool he uh i would like dance to all of his music videos growing up um and like still to this day when i'm walking down the street if i haven't had a lot of sun people will be like michael is that you <laughs> I've, I've, I've had that happen to me multiple times so he's like a subconscious like style icon to me mm -hmm. um a more like recent person i would say would be like skepta oh cool okay i really like uh how skepta like puts together his looks obviously he wears like a lot of leaks and more like um utilitarian vibes which i'm into um also like i would say like erica badu Oh, she's like okay. really beautiful and awesome and just like, you know, her own entity. She's just like a muse. Super, super cool. She's uh, very, very funky. Yeah, yeah. She was one of the like best performers I've ever seen live. And just seeing Ooh. her on stage, it was like very awesome, very inspiring. Um, and yeah, she's just iconic in general. And then I think Truly. to like round that out, um, Edward Scissorhands. Oh, okay. Yo, that's a great pick. Edward Scissorhands is is just like ultimate like goth bondage homie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I I definitely like like that vibe as well. Mm. I like it a lot. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, go watch that movie now. Yeah, yeah, such a gotta. such a good movie. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah. You got to revisit it every once in a while. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Anthony, we are in the age of collabs. It seems like everyone wants to work with everybody else. Uh, most releases that get hyped up are not just one brand, but it's it's two people coming together or two entities, brands, etc., coming together. So what is sure. your dream collab? This could be you working with someone. This could be two brands you wanted to see work together. Uh, it could be just two random, completely off the wall brands coming together. Just in okay. your in your mind, what would be the dream? Dream collab, man. Um, obviously, I would love to do to like design a a shoe for Roa. Mm. Yeah, that's um, so crazy. Just because like they're really like on my brain right now, 
past mm. few months. Um, but, you know, in general, I got to like stick to the classics, man. Like if I could design something for Carhartt and or Dickies, mm. um, I think that would just really align with uh, where I come from and just like my branding in general. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I think one of the like uh, classic workwear brands just getting to do something to create a, maybe a new silhouette for them or like maybe even like get to put my vest out as a collaboration with uh, a workwear brand would be really cool like Carhartt or Dickies. Oh, that'd, be, that'd be wild. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Man. And Carhartt I, does so much with like their work in progress. Yeah, that's what I was like going to say. Yeah, Carhartt's yeah, no stranger totally. to like capsule collections. Maybe it's just a matter of like getting your foot in the door with the right person. Most mm -hmm. definitely. Um, and I'm just like, just going to continue trekking on down the road. I know it's not impossible. Yeah. I really love Brain Dead as well. And like all the. Yeah, the, they're awesome. The stuff they did, the like car overalls and stuff. I'm just like, yeah, this is so cool. Um, mm -hmm. And it's exactly like the moves that I would I would like to make as well. So yeah. there's there's some precedence mm -hmm. and inspiration there for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Have you guys seen the uh, the Brain Dead North Face collaboration coming out on Friday? Yeah. Yeah, it's too loud for me. Wild. Personally. Yeah, it is it's really wild. Wild. It's, it's not necessarily like um, what I would wear, but I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, exactly. I'm in the same boat. Yeah, it's yeah. That print is I, nuts. It's yeah, it's pretty insane. I really like that skirt thing. I'm like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. Like, people who like will wear this are going to be really hard and cool people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's gonna um, be some some wild fits. Yeah, I just I I like that they are pushing pushing boundaries mm -hmm, i also 100%. like that because it's sort of a hype collab people that end up buying the crazier pieces will actually end up wearing them you know what i mean for sure for sure i think they'll be yeah. tough to like resell for a profit yeah, yeah that, that's, i think the first one the first one people resold but i think this one mm -hmm. is more for the fans so to speak yeah yeah, yeah. yeah we can hope I really love all their work. I've uh, I just got the Locust collaboration they did, and I really love the Locusts. Um, mm. oh, they're like cool. one of my favorite favorite bands from back in the day. Cool. So getting to snag that shirt was dope, and like basically all of the shirts I have from Braindead are like things I'm gonna try and keep forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Why not? definitely. Yeah, um, and there's like n not a whole lot of pieces that come through my life that I feel that way about, but. Mm -hmm glad to have those for sure so our next question is one that we've been asking i think most of our our uh our guests for season two i think we added it about halfway through the season okay um but if you were to chrome heartsify one thing that you own what would it be and this could be i think john's is like a nintendo switch i said a snowboard nice. uh a snowboard i also said a camera like a mamiya 7-2 like anything you want what oh, would you want to sick. chrome heartsify Yo, um, well, obviously, like, my Juki sewing machine. That'd be sick. That'd be it's so like, crazy. Full, like, silver with crosses Juki edition. Like, I think that would be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, but, yeah, I guess just, like, stuff that I do work on, like, my MPC, just a, like, chromed out MPC would also be pretty dope. Mm. Uh, that sounds pretty sure. awesome. <laughs> yeah. I don't, what about I don't the know. moped? The chrome pad? Yeah, the, the chrome the pad. Chrome, the chrome pad would be so sick. 
but I would have the craziest anxiety about it getting stolen. Like I already have anxiety oh, about gosh. it. Yeah. <laughs> so like it, it would it would really like tip the scale for me. They got me for my 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 chrome. They bed. got me for my chrome. Yeah. Bed. They came for me now. I now I gotta walk home. <laughs> Walking home with no more chrome. Uh, um I was reading an article about the family that's behind Chrome Hearts. They've done some wild stuff that's not really pictured, I think, because it's all for private clients. Uh-huh. They did the entire interior of a private jet. Oh, yeah. You can get anything Chrome Hearts Yeah. You just need to have like, They'll the do money anything. for it. Yeah. Yeah. What do they even they, – they just do all of the, like, metal accents in the jet? Yeah, they redo everything in silver and leather and – uh, like probably the seats are covered in leather crosses and like they just Ooh. completely chromify because they're really passionate about like interior design and stuff like that because yeah. they don't do online sales they everything like you can only buy it from a store or even their like they i think they sell through Saks maybe and Saks isn't allowed to list their products online you can only go in ah. and buy them huh. in stores. when is vatican yeah. city getting the uh the chrome makeover oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Pope Francis hit me up. But yeah, it's it's wild the the level of detail they're willing to produce. And it's all made like in Hollywood at their at their compound. Wow, so cool. I, yeah, it's really I interesting. It. I didn't know much about the brand, um, but I think it was on Grailed. They had an excellent article talking about the uh it's like one family behind the whole brand that Wow. I mean, they have a ton of employees, but one family has run everything from the top down for the entirety Very of cool. the brand. Yeah, I realized like um, maybe like two or three years ago when like we were doing the shop, um, I started seeing Chrome Hearts a lot, and I had a lot to learn about them. I was like, "What is this like new like meth chic brand?" Um, it's modern day Ed Hardy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like I didn't really understand it, but then I I like realized like wait no it's been around longer than I have. Uh, yeah, it it goes way back. Um, they've like dressed bands before, and they've done all sorts of stuff, and it's huge in Japan. Yeah, oh, yeah, totally. So, mad respect, respect Chrome Hearts. Might just end up getting my jet um, Chrome Hearts fod one day. <laughs> just a casual, yeah, Chrome out the jet. <laughs> Yeah, no. I don't think I would ever have a jet. I just can't. I used to work at an oil refinery, and like, jet fuel is so like bad for everyone and everything. Yeah. Oh, gosh, not yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> but like, really not great. Hey, if if you have a jet and it's already fueled up, like, I'm not gonna <laughs> say no to like getting somewhere quickly and in style. Uh, in and in style, yes. Style in the PJ. so in today's era we see trends come and go pretty quickly um we've seen some good ones we've seen some not so good ones but anthony what's a trend that you would like to see come back and what's a trend that you're happy is gone one i would like to see come back oh man that's a really hard call um That's really, really difficult. I know, like, maybe I'll start on the other side. Like, one that I'm happy is gone is the Deep V. 
<laughs> the deep v. I don't miss the deep V. I was a I was a perpetrator of the deep V. So um, was I. And, As was I. You know, we can all be honest here and say that like maybe that <laughs> wasn't our finest space. hour. Yeah. It wasn't all of our <laughs> finest hour, but we've we've grown to where we are now. And we can look back and say, you know what, we do not need our V's that deep. Nope. Nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, gosh, I will I'm say... thinking about wearing them in high school now. Yeah. Like uh, I looked so goofy. Yeah, it was just like where where is like twenty four percent of your shirt? Yep. Uh, it was just the just deep V and minimal. the Roshi runs. Oh, oh that's classic. Yeah. I you really thought that outfit was 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 different back then. I was yeah. like, "Yo, I'm I'm doing something with this one." Nice. <laughs> and we, you know what? Maybe 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 you were. Maybe we all were. But maybe. this is where we are now. This is where we are now. Um, and I'm happy that we left that left that back there. <laughs> yep, me as well. Um, once a trend that I something that I always thought was like cool that I saw like back in the day was like when dudes would like roll their cigarettes up in their sleeve. Interesting. Like, oh yeah. That, I was like, that looks so like, that's so fucking cool. Like the function of the sleeve yeah. is like, is, you know, it's being used for like something that, ev- that everyone always has. So I don't know if I want to see like people buying packs of cigarettes and rolling them up in their sleeve, but it's like something that it was a trend that existed that I thought was cool. Uh-huh. For sure. Uh, yeah, I know the look that you're talking about. That's definitely yeah. like a surprisingly functional use for rolling up a sleeve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most of the outside of showing it. off some bicep. Showing off a little bicep, you know, if you have it, like show it off. Why not? You know, if you're gonna chrome heartsify your jet, like obviously you're gonna show it off, right? So if you got a little muscle, show it off. You know, having some style with the rollers, just be a badass. Like I thought, I thought like, mm. oh, that's so badass. That's so cool. You're smart. You're like ingenuitive. There's function and fashion. All of yeah. these things meeting all at once. Cancer and dying and life. <laughs> and that is existence, all just in one little man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's as far as I'll go with that. The gotcha. trends. So our next question, cornerstone of the the Pair of Kings season two interview experience. If you're one of the seven dwarfs, dopey, doc, bashful, happy, grumpy, (laughs) sleepy, or sneezy, which one would you be? Big question. Huge question. Dude. I think I would probably have to say either grumpy or sleepy. Okay. Um. I definitely, like, if I break a needle on the serger, the overlock machine, I can get pretty upset about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I definitely daily, like, working on controlling, being upset about things I can't control. Yeah, I feel you. So, so I could identify with grumpy, but <laughs> I, I also identify with sleepy because I definitely, like, do not function properly without the the minimum amount of sleep. Yeah, same here. I I feel you on that as well. So, you know, grumpy, sleepy, those can be my dudes, but, like, (laughs) those aren't aren't the ideal Anthonys to hang out with, you know? 
Gotcha. It takes. It's going to take the balance of you know, my my five other dwarves to like make it a cool group. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, that's how that I works love in it. that movie. I haven't, I haven't seen that movie in so long. It's I think she basically minute, think just so. lives with a bunch of dwarves and sings to animals, and then, as in most old Disney movies, like slightly misogynistic, a, a, a white dude comes in. It's like I'll fix everything. It's like oh, nothing is really wrong there, but all right. True. Yeah, <laughs> seems, seems potentially un- unnecessary to revisit. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, grumpy sleepy. That's me, y'all. Grumpy sleepy. Yeah. Um blasting down we're, we're close to the end of the list but we've got some some big questions yet to, okay. yet to come who would be your dream brand to create content for Ooh. slash like physical clothing product. yeah whatever it is yeah content as a whole yeah like like if i could make videos and stuff like i like to edit videos a lot um yeah. so it would be cool to do like um one of those like off air off the air like adult swim episodes <laughs> you know where where it's like just like a visual visualizer type video and then like music or something mm-hmm. that that would be fun to do i obviously i grew up like watching adult swim and like listening to fly low so i'm super inspired by that and i think that would be uh, a cool like full circle thing nice um, i like that but a lot. then like as far as fashion goes yeah i guess like i said before like it would be cool to be able to make a line for like carhartt or like have Mm -hmm. a design that carhartt puts out and or dickies um Mm -hmm. if not like like my own double front and or like 874 style Mm -hmm. i think that would be really cool Uh, and that would be it'd be like a dream to get to that place even to like be able to do i know like dickies was doing like these like instagram live creator video things oh we're like that's awesome yeah I, w- I was watching them a few weeks ago and there was like different creators making different things um using like dickies material or like uh, you know just other like materials mm-hmm. so that, i think it would be cool to like kind of be featured in that way um and like work with them in that sense Mm-hmm. For just sure. to like have, any, awesome. have recognition of people who have been doing this stuff for decades is mm-hmm. like always always awesome mm-hmm. um and like if they ever felt like i had something i could contribute then like yeah that, that would definitely be living the dream that sounds really cool absolutely so our maybe our most grandiose question i i think so what is your your ultimate goal in the fashion space yeah yeah that's that's a great question and thank you um, <laughs> i have so so many goals um but overall i just want to be satisfied with myself mm. and with my life and the things i create um and with my community mm. i i overall just want to be able to reach out to people I have met through creating like like y'all and say hey like what's up man how are you doing today yeah you know just kind of have those a ton of those sorts of 
relationships with people all based on creating. Mm-hmm. And that's that's my overall goal in the fashion space is to make that space as comfortable for myself and the other people inhabiting it as possible. Because that's really like all we have. Like if y'all didn't look at my work, if I didn't have Instagram and other creators online being able to see what I do, it would just be me making my stuff and like finding whatever satisfaction I can out of that. Mm-hmm. But there's there's a whole other side to it when it comes to like sharing that with other people and engaging in you know the trade of inspiration and philosophies and uh, and vision. So yeah, that's that's really where I'd like to work. That's where I'm actively working towards, and where mm-hmm. I'd like to be a part of. You know, um, yeah. which is why I've said multiple times throughout this podcast why I'm excited to be here and talk to you because it's kind of me actively working towards that goal and mm. creating that community. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's been cool for us just like similar similar vein, kind of having that network of people. Like we love continuing to talk with the people we interview. Like we've got a of course we've got our Instagram group and stuff. So expect that to be populated throughout the next couple of weeks. We, you know, we we consider our guests to genuinely be our friends, so it it's nice that you're in the same vein that you want to work with as many people as possible and really make those yeah, connections. Definitely, mm-hmm. like after I heard your um, podcast with uh, Marquise, mm. I reached out to him and was just like, "Yo, dude, it was so inspiring to hear you your like story and how you got started and like how you go about." fashion and we just like shot the shit for like a good 30 minutes you know he's the sweetest yeah. guy too like he's, he's so such a nice so guy. nice and i was like so stoked to realize that now he's like living out here so mm, like, yeah we have, we have an opportunity to like connect in the physical world um and just like that's that's really what i want to be a part of y'all facilitated an opportunity for both of us as creators oh. to like make a connection and then say like yo i really appreciate where you're coming from and to like continue mm-hmm. to grow so there's like yeah. a lot of importance in like all of this that's going on, um, even if like it's not like readily known to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's. Yeah. I'm at a loss for words. I didn't know that you and Marquise had connected and stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it was. It's because of y'all, though. It's because I oh. heard him on your podcast. That's crazy. And I heard the opportunity that like y'all gave him to express himself. So it was like wow, I totally identified with a lot of the things he had to say, so mm. thank you. Man. I'm so tired. I'm sorry. I'm smiling. I, so am I. Right <laughs> thank you. Oh, my gosh. The, the pleasure is ours that we were able to uh, to help facilitate that connection, and that means that means the world. Yeah, y'all agree. Thank you so much. Right. You as well. Thank you. All right. It's time for the big question. Anthony, the cornerstone okay. of the Pair of Kings podcast interview experience. We've had a lot of confusion surrounding this question, you know, a lot of good <laughs> answers. We're lucky to say I don't think we've had a single bad answer yet. But okay. Anthony Felix, if you had a year to eat a door, hinges and doorknob included, do you think you could do it? And if so, how? I have a whole year to eat the door, hinges, and doorknob included. Yes. This is a standard, like, wooden door. 
Yes, sir. A fine, right. a fine oak. Fine oak. Okay. Um, I'm going to say it's like a pretty straightforward scenario here. Okay. We have a year to do this, so doing it all at once makes no sense. You have to break it down mm -hmm. into increments. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so disassemble the door. Okay. And then chop it into pieces. Basically put it through a wood chipper. Okay. Put the wood... Now, this is without any of the metal, so I have the okay. metal off to the side. Okay. I throw the door through a wood chipper. I take all of the chipped pieces of the door, and I put that into a blender to get a finer sawdust. Mm -hmm. Now, while that's in its sawdust state, I think I would take the doorknob and the hinges, and I would melt those down. Okay. And I would melt them down probably into, like, BB-sized pellets. Mm. Okay. So then, basically, on a daily basis, I could make a smoothie that I have anyways. I'm really mm. big on the smoothie game. So I would just pour a little bit of the door in there, drop one or two pellets in there. It's like boba. Drink it. Yeah, like boba, exactly. <laughs> make it fun. Use a boba straw. Um, because then, you know, I don't have any, like, destruction of my intestines. Yeah, no, especially don't in, want the, that. in the BB form, it should be a safe consumption. Should be nice, should come out nice and easy, you know. Oh, every, <laughs> everything's safe. I don't know. Everything's safe. A, a consumable, be... like a, a safe, maybe iron, maybe steel, okay. something that yeah. not, not, not lead. lead. Yeah. No, no. Okay. no, no, we're not trying to murder anybody with the door question. <laughs> no, absolutely <I'm sorry>, not. <laughs> yeah, so I think, I think that would be the the route i would go okay um and i don't know if i would I'm, i would be excited to hear a better idea but i think that would be uh, a solid move if you want to hear so a very very good answer to the door question listen to rashid silvera's episode of the pod that is okay, that I is will. just bonkers i will i, I don't want to spoil it but i i'm, I'm gonna go probably back and listen to it. it it took me a couple hours to even like rationalize yeah. Not rationalized, but like take in. It was. Just it was understand. To under, yeah. To understand, to just really grasp the full, to really appreciate all the way. Like it was, it was something. But okay, however, I'm, I'm excited. We love hearing our guests use some critical thinking. Uh, Anthony, I think you would get <laughs> through that door. I I believe in you. I think with uh, with that mindset and with that attitude, you would. Uh, achieve the prize of human accomplishment and eat a door. Eat a door. Well, yeah. thank you. I appreciate appreciate the support. But yeah, I think we're getting through that door. Oh, absolutely. I like it. <laughs> Love it. We're breaking down all that... barriers, whether we have to eat them or not. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Beautiful. So with that, that brings us to the end of our scheduled questions. However, we are not done quite yet. We are an audio medium, after all. And Saul, you know what else is an audio medium? What's an audio medium, John? Music is an audio medium. We like music on this podcast. We listen to music all the time. And uh, we have a playlist going on that Saul Thompson would love to tell you about. Yeah, if you uh, go on Spotify, look up Pair of Kings, you'll see a white square with black text that says Pair of Kings and the fake Comme des Garçons font. Uh, which I was able to do with all of three minutes in Photoshop. Um, please hire me as your graphic designer, come to Garcon. Anyway, um, if you 
mosey on over uh, and give a like to that um, playlist. You can find every single song that we have recommended on the podcast thus far, whether it be from John or I or one of our guests. Um, and we would love for you to listen, give us your thoughts, uh, see what you're feeling, what you're not, maybe buy some sneakers. Wait, no, that's my, <laughs> that's the wrong show. <laughs> Joe LaPuma. Oh, God, he's back. Um, yeah. Um, give it a listen. Let us know what you think. We'd, we'd love to hear what you're listening to as well. Absolutely. But without further ado... Anthony, what is your song of the week? Um, my song of the week, something that I've been listening to where I only have to pick one song mm. to work to. Um, it's a single by Arca called At, 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 At. Like the is at that the symbol. at symbol? Oh, interesting. Okay. The, the at symbol. It's a single. Um, and it's like an hour long. Oh, Damn. wow. Yeah, so that it's easy for me to like put that on, just kind of yep. zone out. It's it a is an like, hour and two minutes. <laughs> yep. So it's kind of just like insane space sounds. I don't, I don't really know how to describe it other than it's electronic music. Okay. Um, but really listening to Arca, I think they are a really cool artist um, that's just like coming up recently. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, I mean, an hour-long song that will be greatly appreciated by our listeners because <laughs> people people do genuinely do like put it on and just kind of do their thing. I, I know I run, I, know. I run yeah to I the run to the playlist. playlist. Yeah, I mean, I think like it will it will be a song on the playlist that will be a challenge for some <laughs> listeners. A thing of legend. And yeah, I I like uh, presenting a challenge to people presenting new things um, that takes a little bit of critical thinking to have to understand. Mm -hmm. And, and this is, this is definitely that. I look forward uh, to listening uh, to yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really cool. Once you, I think you'll hear it and you'll be like, Oh yeah, this guy's favorite movie is definitely alien. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's my, uh, song song of the week i'm gonna just put an honorable mention and say pacific Ooh. palisades by ricky lake okay that just dropped and that's one of my like favorite bay area artists um he keeps it real i love that like he's kind of got that like wavy vibe mm -hmm. um but yeah, are you uh, are palisades. you an o3 greedo fan not particularly okay fair enough i'm not i'm not not like i'm not a fan but it's not like where i'm going to immediately when i go to play music okay okay i like it john what is your uh, your song of the week okay so this song has not really been able to get out of my head since i've been listening to it pretty much on a daily basis but not really as much on spotify as it, on netflix is it can't get it you is, out of my head by uh no kali montague oh, okay damn mm. it it is bloody stream by coda which is the season two theme song for jojo's bizarre adventure yeah that it is wow. it's a great okay. song like my my brother and i have both worked out to it in the last couple <laughs> of weeks the song goes crazy it's okay so, it's like a workout like, jammer it it is like I mean, 
uh, little industry secret from from John Hogaboom. Anime theme songs are spectacular workout music because they're usually like pretty pump up. And uh, I mean, it's, it's just a great listen. And if you haven't watched JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, highly recommend that as well. I uh, I used to work out to the Tekken soundtrack. The Tekken Seven yeah. soundtrack. <laughs> that's that's a great soundtrack to work out. It's to. a really good soundtrack. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna um, do that right after after we're done talking. So I'm gonna check I'm out taking, both of these. I'm taking a day off of working out. I did back yesterday, and I'm nearly immobile. <laughs> Love it. I just yeah. watched this like guy challenged his brother to like a 90 day like fitness challenge Ooh. and he was just like shredded within like 30 days and i'm like all right like i gotta stay inspired i gotta stay on this <laughs> i like it yeah i got a nice little like um uh stationary bike and like some climbing grips in nice. my house so i'm able to like keep working out which is which is nice without having to like go to a gym or anything mm-hmm. yeah absolutely that's awesome Saul finish things off King what is your song of the week uh my song of the week is the little bit sad returning back to my my depressing song recommendation vibe um it is a song by a a woman as I have elected to do for the entirety of season two um the artist is a woman named Lucy Dacus D-A-C-U-S she's awesome and the song that I'm picking is called Night Shift Night shift. I'm writing this down. It's really cool. It is uh, on the playlist if you want to go check that out. Oh, perfect. Uh, yeah. But uh, it's it's a little bit sad, but it's a nice song. I like it a lot. Okay. I like sad songs. Yeah. You know what's my never, favorite never song? My favorite sad song right now? Hit me. Is, and you know what? My favorite vocalist right now is um, uh, John C. Riley. What? Yeah. The, the, the comedian? The comedian John C. Riley. If you go Whoa. and download the um, uh, Walk Hard soundtrack, okay, I watched him. Perf- he went on tour as um, I'm blanking on his name as uh, his character from Walk Hard, Dewey Cox. He went on tour and played all of the songs from the movie live. And really? Yes, you can find it on YouTube. He is such an awesome vocalist, and the song "Life Without You" is so amazing. Oh my it's god! Like, yeah, it's like his um, Roy Orbison like type beat. Yep, and it's it's like so sad and funny and well done. Damn, Check I guess John that C. sounds Riley. like John C. Riley. Yeah, shouts yeah, John to John C. Riley. Crazy. Yeah, overall goat. I like Riley. <laughs> Yeah. That's wild. I would have never guessed. I know. Neither would neither would I, but I heard the song and was like, wow, I love this. Yeah, I That's 100% really cool. need to check that out. <laughs> Beautiful. So, so, before we say goodbye, um, Anthony, take as long as you need. Five minutes, ten minutes, maybe okay. not 30 minutes. But another plug, hour. No, plug your stuff. <laughs> plug your stuff. Tell us where we can find you, uh, where we can find your work. Kind of how to how to interact with you, where to pick up your stuff, everything and anything. Give us shout outs, whatever it is. For Take sure. Um, firstly, if you want to find me on Instagram, just type in Lasher Felix, F-E-L-I-X, and I should pop up. Um, 
right now you can buy my stuff through my Depop, but I am slowly but surely working on a website for my real drops, my first real drops, I suppose. Nice. Um, so that will be coming soon before the end of the year, definitely. Um, I would love to do a shout out to basically my like um, my muse and teacher Stephanie Libinati and her label Libinati. Um, you can find her online at Libinati. Um, she has basically kind of showed me the ropes of what it takes to sew, what it takes to be into fashion. And, and, you know, she's a few steps ahead of me as far as branding. And she, you know, holds my hand and shows me what I need to do and like what would be a good idea for me. So big shout out to Stephanie Libinati. Please check out her awesome um, t-shirts right now. Yeah. Definitely um, go do that, everybody. Check out Libinati. She's an awesome designer. You'll love her stuff. Um, uh, Shout out Text Me Records in the Bay. I love them. Love all the work they're doing and all the creative people over there. They keep me inspired on the daily. Um, small record label in the Bay Area. Hmm. Doing big things. Um, shout out Mom and Dad. Love you guys. Oh. Um, without them, like I wouldn't have any like opportunities that I have in my life. So big shout out Mom and Dad. Beautiful. Absolutely. And you guys. Shout oh. out POK, yo. Like, for real. Um, Y'all are really paving a way and creating a additional access point and place where people can listen and be actively a part of a culture that, you know, we all love and care about. Yeah. Thank you so much, Anthony. Yeah. It means a lot. Thank you Wow, this has been a blast of an episode. Um, John, has it been I a hoot and a holler? It, it has <laughs> been a hoot and a holler. Uh, thank you, Anthony, for joining us. Thank you, Saul, for joining us. Thank, thank you, everyone, you, for listening. Oh, thank you. Um, it's been it's been a blast. Uh, before, without further ado, Saul, would you like to take us out? Absolutely. Uh, as always, everybody, I am Saul Thompson. Um, I'm joined by my, oh God, uh, enigmatic, energetic, <laughs> excitable, easygoing, egotistical, uh, I'm running out of <laughs> E words, uh, co host. I'm John Hogaboom. Um, and this week, especially, we are joined by Anthony, aka Lasher Felix. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a, an absolute blast, and it's been really so happy nice. to be here. Yeah, it's been really nice getting to to know you and your brand and kind of learn about this thing that I saw. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. You know, let me message him and see if he'd come on the pod. <laughs> yeah, so I awesome can't wait to that, see where it goes in the future, too. To be. Yeah, me too. And same for y'all. Like, let's keep trekking and moving together. For sure. Absolutely. Um, well, thanks again, y'all. Of course. Yeah, you, you can find us on Instagram at Pair of Kings Pod. Uh, on Twitter by the same name. You can email us, uh, pairofkingspod at gmail.com. You can find Anthony on Instagram at LasherFelix. Um, shoot us a DM. I know Anthony was really nice. I don't want to like encourage people to go spam his DMs, but I don't know. Go buy his stuff. It's really cool. Um, yeah, please feel free to hit me up. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. Um, as always, this is Pair of Kings Podcast, where 
For the foreseeable future, we are bringing you business as usual, Tom Fulgurier's planned twice a week, every week. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Have a great Thursday. Mm-hmm. <laughs>